You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. I mean, I'm not a ballerina. (laughs) You know what I mean? So if you're going to ask me to choreograph a dance, oh, I'll put a dance together, but it's not going to be great. Welcome, everybody, to the Conversations Podcast with Cypress Creek Church. We have the usual suspects, no special guest other than the general specialness of each person in the room. We got Taylor with us, of course. He's our wonderful host and question asker Asker? That's it. Question asker. Of course, we have Paulina De La Fuente. Hi Here. over there. Hi. And our pastor, Jose Abaroa. He's here. We're going to go for it. What do you got for us today, Taylor? Yes. So, Jose, yesterday you talked on Sabbaths and Sabbathing. So, kind of first would be kind of get your heart behind how this ties into the broader Let's Go Deep series on spiritual disciplines and why they're important and kind of how you've seen it in your own life. Yeah. We've been talking about prayer, scripture memory, fasting. What other ones? We did a couple of meditating on scripture. So Sabbath is one that we don't talk a lot about, but ironically, you know, in the Ten Commandments, there's no, hey, pray a lot or fast or those are not commandments, but this one is. So um, also we've been in a season where things have been a little bit different. We've been resting or maybe not doing as much as we normally do, but I would argue that some of us, myself included, have not rested, even though we haven't been doing as much or, or been doing differently because our minds are are going. And so uh, really tackling this from what is the spirit that God, you know, what, what is what is resting unto God? What does Sabbath thing really look like and, and the purpose behind it? That's kind of where the message, you know, came from. Awesome. And I figured we just kind of hit some of these uh, four R's, if you will, that you said uh, yesterday, starting with run. Uh, one of the quotes I liked that you said was, Sabbaths are more about what you do the six days before than the Sabbath itself. And just this like, idea of work. So what do you think has been the role of kind of satisfaction and fulfillment when it comes to rest? So I read this book, Every Good Endeavor by Tim Keller. Recommend it to anyone and everyone. You, have you read it? Parts of it. Parts of it. <laughs> You got to read it all. And in this book, that's really when... That was a pretty severe severe head nod there, Taylor, for only having read some of it. That's great. Every page You really fooled me, man. You got to read it. Sorry, please continue. It has to do with God in the workplace, and he really hits on this that rest is all about being satisfied in your work and actually showing up to your day of rest after being satisfied. And then you look at the Genesis... Um, account like we did on Sunday, and, and you see that God completed His work. He was he, he saw that it was very good, and then He rested. So um, it's important to run, and I think a lot of times we do not rest because we're not satisfied. We get to our weekend, and and we're disappointed about you know how we performed or certain things that happened during the week, and so we don't just stop and rest. So question for everyone here would be kind of as we get into the more practical nature of all this, how do we, like, how can you be satisfied in your work? What would you say to someone as far as what does that actually look like on a practical basis? I say that to be satisfied in your work, I think you have to be satisfied in your identity as a follower of Jesus. And that whatever your work is, if you're putting your hand to the plow you're um, you're being a good and faithful worker, and you're not looking back over your shoulder, but you're in, instead being secure in who you are in Jesus, and knowing that your purpose is not 
per se your work, yeah. but um, you, what you do, uh, what you produce, mm-hmm. um, whatever talent God has given you or whatever area of, of expertise he's put you in, that's a, a, a byproduct of his work within you and even more so specifically for the purpose of sharing the gospel with people and the knowledge of Jesus, both through your actual physical, practical work ethic and what you actually produce, as well as your attitude and the words that you say mm. um, as you go about your day-to-day work. Um, I think that's how we reach satisfaction in our day-to-day work, regardless of what it is. It's really good, Ben. Yeah, I was going to say something similar that we I can't let... Um, I have to work hard for as if I'm working for God and not men, but I also with the identity issue, I can't be, can't let work define me because that's when I can't let up and then I'm drained, you know, because if I let my work define who I am and my worth, then the second that I naturally need rest, like even physical rest, like sleeping, I feel worthless, you know, and that's how I can tell that when my how I feel about myself and the quality of my work goes up and down like a roller coaster. That's a good sign to me that I'm not uh, having a sturdy identity and I'm not being letting what God has for me in one day, even mm-hmm. to that specific day, satisfy me. And instead, I'm just looking to be fulfilled by what I do and making that be who I am, you know? Yeah. And that frees us up to do whatever for work. So it doesn't matter what our actual job is. So some seasons, your job may not be very exciting, right? but that's okay. Yeah. That's the job that you have. That's what you get to do in the season, and that's not where your identity is. So my first job out of college was delivering dry cleaning all over Central Texas, and I really enjoyed it. And I spent most days in a van worshiping to music. Actually, um, it was the first time I truly listened to the lyrics of I Can Only Imagine, and it hit me. I remember where I was. I was driving down 290 by uh, the Austin airport, and it just hit me. I almost had to pull over because I was crying so hard, <laughs> thinking, man, I can't imagine what heaven's going to be like and all this stuff. So anyway, it doesn't really matter what we're doing, um, mm. but we're called to run. We're actually called to do something and work mm. in something. And having our identity in Christ, like you saying, Ben, frees us to do something that's maybe not the best job in the world or the coolest job in the world. Yeah, yeah. and interestingly enough, work is a part of what God gives to man before oh, yeah. the fall. And so that's yeah. like, Ooh, that. the work isn't the, you know, it's it's the work made hard that mm-hmm. and our sin and all of the world that makes it heavy, yeah. not the actual work itself. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. But also with the with the identity stuff like you were talking about, part of that is also... Um, realizing that um, being being quote unquote satisfied and staying in and being in your identity is also understanding what you quote unquote this is going to sound a little weird shouldn't be expected to do mm. like uh, you know you, you may not be or you shouldn't let, let me rephrase that you shouldn't expect yourself to do yeah you know, like I, I, I have my gifts and I have my talents. And when I learn those and when I'm rooted in Christ, when I know what those are and I work it towards pleasing God for who he's created me to be, if I have tasks or related to things that I'm not gifted in, that I'm not good at, it, you know, my boss may have given me those tasks and I can work at them. But if I'm not perfect at it, that's okay. Because while when I'm secure in Christ, 
I, everybody around me is going to know what I'm great at and what yeah. I'm not great at. Yeah. You know, and so that 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 kind of tension of being dissatisfied is what keeps us. I think that's the the, the converse of that. What you're talking about keeps us from resting, being dissatisfied. Mm-hmm. But when we know what we can expect of ourselves reasonably, then we're not dissatisfied when we don't reach some. Mm-hmm. Bar of something in in some realm or task that we shouldn't even expect ourselves to be, yeah, you know, good at anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I hope that doesn't sound like a cop out, but no, it's you know, good. I mean, I I'm not a ballerina. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. <laughs> so if you're going to ask me to choreograph a dance, oh, I'll put a dance together, but it's not going to be great. You <laughs> know like what I mean? I'll that. accomplish the task, but it's not going to be great. But if I expected myself. You know, to come up with a great ballet, then I'm just being silly. No, and I'm never going to be sad. Mental picture of I'm you so being so a ballerina, <laughs> and I want to see it. Hey, man, you can't, can't. That was just it. a hypothetical. You may never know whether I'm a ballerina or not. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So our, our second R is retune. So this is another question for everyone here. But but what has what is so significant about retuning? Like, has there been uh, maybe a moment you can think about in your life where you've seen uh, God's word help you retune just on a on a Sabbath? I'll add this. I mentioned God's word, and one thing I didn't mention, of course, you know, God's Holy Spirit is in God's word. I, I didn't mention the Holy Spirit, and when I'm resting. A lot of times the Holy Spirit will speak to me or remind me or, 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 or bring something back into my mind where I'm like, dang it, I missed that. Or, oh man, I said this to this person and I shouldn't have. And, and, but, but it's only when I'm really resting when I can allow myself to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so I think retuning is also just saying, Lord, let's look at this last week. And Ben, I love what you've always said, you know, keeping a short list. So not letting the list go too long. Sabbath also allows us to, to do one week at a time and allow the Holy Spirit to maybe have a follow-up conversation with somebody or, or close a loop or, or um, you know, talk to somebody deeper about something that came up that week. Follow through for growth, for spiritual health, for, um, you know, relational uh, furthering. So anyway, that that's something I would add to retune also is allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Would you repeat the question? Oh, yes. So <laughs> what has been significant in your walk about, uh, like how have you seen being retuned be impactful on a Sabbath or just throughout your week as far as how have you seen God's word do that for you? Um, as a non-musical person, um, I think what's cool about the idea, what stands out to me about the idea of retuning is that you don't have to study and figure out all the ways you can be off tune. You just have to study the, whatever is tuned, you know, like mm-hmm. we, like, I don't need to figure out, I don't know. Sometimes I think I take the wrong approach, you know, like trying to figure out everything that's off instead of just identifying basically just retuning with God's word and then letting that be the standard. And so when I go about my day, whatever doesn't match that is off versus I'm off in this and this and this, you know, and that just ends up, I don't know, it doesn't, it's not a part of resting. That's just my criticism. Does Mm. that make sense? I think it feels more doable to just figure out, like to just tune, be in tune with God and then let everything else, no matter the pitch uh, be measured against that and versus trying to find everything that's off and trying to match it. It's good. I mean, all I really have to say about retuning is how terrified and personally offended I was 
when you picked up the guitar and and and, and tuned the knobs out of tune. Uh, and then just left it. Had and just left it like that. Before? Just left it like that. I mean, I'm just glad it wasn't my guitar this week. Yeah. I would have been like, hey, man, don't touch my stuff, man. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I mean, in seriousness, to be honest with you, the, 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 the deliberately taking of a Sabbath to retune is something that I struggle with, and I'm not great at it. Um, I mean, I'll take a nap. I'm, I'm good at, you know, when I have the opportunity, which isn't often, I mean, I'll fall asleep and good luck getting me awake. But, um, you know, I'm not always great about that deliberate slow down and take a rest. Um, I've been forced to a couple times uh, uh, by circumstances and, uh, you know, laying in a hospital bed for a couple of weeks. That'll, re- that'll retune you, man. Yeah. Uh, and those have been great times. I should probably choose to do that without having to go through mm. something mm. like that. That would be great. Yeah. So recharge is the next one. Uh, let's get a little practical. What does it look like to recharge? Jose, you mentioned that it can look like a lot of different things as far as how we, how we, we do that during a Sabbath. So what are kind of some ways that help you recharge? Psalm 37 says, um, the light in the Lord and he will reveal the desires in your heart. And so I chose that purposefully because really, I know it sounds weird, but when, when, I, when I think about all that God has done for me, all that he's doing, um, that, that recharges me, but also allows me to look at other things that, well, what does my heart long for? Um, this may sound counterintuitive, but for me, I, I do go for a run and I come back recharged or I'll go outside and take a walk with the kids. That's something that recharges me right now. Um, if I have a soccer ball on my feet, <laughs> that, that is something that recharges me and it's not spiritual, but it is unto the Lord and it is, you know, those are desires that God's given me. And so you, we can do those things and honor him and rest and, and recharge at the same time. So it is different for everyone. I think the bottom line is allowing God to be the center of all of those things and ask him, man, what is something that you've put in my heart? And um, when you go there, hopefully you see a few things that, that recharge you. Yeah, something you mentioned about recharging yesterday was uh, how we charge our phones. Mm-hmm. And something that uh, I felt like God spoke to me with that was that the way that I charge my phone is not for five minutes every hour to make it through the day, you know, but it's usually yeah. in one stretch. Like it's dead, it's nighttime, and I plug it in overnight, or it's dead, and I plug it in for several hours at a yeah. time to get to full charge. And I think what God convicted me with was that I have been doing quote unquote rest in like little pieces. And the truth is I can spend an hour on Facebook, but that's not rest. You know, I'm just mindlessly scrolling. And even though it might get my mind immediately off of things that maybe stress me out, it doesn't uh, fill me up. It doesn't recharge me or help me retune or help me rest. And so that's something that God's been convicting me is that I've been trying to just take little pieces of time throughout the week and Mm -hmm 
call it rest or call it like a Sabbath type instead of just working really, really hard consistently throughout the week Mm -hmm. and then having a time to actually rest and step away. And that's something even yesterday that from church Sunday and then applying it yesterday that has changed, I mean, has made made me feel like I've flipped in mentality and perspective and being able to connect with God and work hard. So... There's nothing more frustrating than waking up and realizing that your charger was not plugged in. <laughs> yeah. And then you're yeah, battling the, the entire day yeah. fighting against charging yeah. your phone. And, and yet we live like that often. Yeah. You and know. you charge from like a 2% to 5% charge is a charge, you know, yeah. but it's, I'm still at 5% mm-hmm. instead of being charged to 100 and then being able to run there mm-hmm. and do that well. What if your battery only charges to like 68%? <laughs> You need to get you a new phone. And yeah. It just doesn't work anymore because you, you're like you're like on an iPhone three, man. You know, the original space phone. Just terrible. But uh, for me, recharging is um, is uh, connecting with um, God's view or, or what God says that I am. You know, for me, it's uh, I, and I think everybody, whether we want to believe it or not, we need to be known intimately, um, uh, person-to-person, human-to-human relationships are great. And when you have those where you feel deeply known, whether it's a spouse or a sibling or a close friend or whatever the case may be, those are all very, very good things. But there's nothing that recharges like connecting uh, intimately and being deeply known and just having that sort of uh, uh, spiritual communication uh, with with God through His Spirit, mm-hmm. of Him really speaking into you who He says that you are, which is, and I'm not talking about the things that we do, the talents that we have, that we are loved and accepted by Him, and that there's no one else in this world that we need to uh, uh, worry about their approval and the reality that He approves of us. That's a recharge for mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah, I hope that makes sense. Taylor, before you ask a question, I'm going to ask you this question. Oh, dear. What is Sabbath to you? What helps you recharge? Uh, yes, I would say no sweat is involved, unlike any of the ones <laughs> that Jose mentioned. I am usually in bed uh, maybe till noon. I It's like my one day that I intentionally sleep in. And then I think the biggest thing for me with Sabbath is I have no plans. Like I intentionally don't make any plans or... Uh, tell people I can't do anything that day just so that like I'm not because every other day it's like every minute I hope to be accounted for and just doing something and so Sabbaths are just a way that I can physically and socially and everything in between just like rest and recharge so and what recharges you well I think resting and just not do anything helps. Uh, but then as far as the actual time that I spend... You uh, gotta do something to have rest. I'm, like, I'm calling out the insanity in my brain. You know, yeah. like doing nothing yeah. is hard. It is. Well, hard. like I think of, you know, Scarlett, doing nothing does not recharge her. Same. <laughs> it stresses her out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is real. This is not like some sort of weird personality trait. Like... You know, she she needs to have something going on, and she rests by 
doing certain things that aren't necessarily tied to a stressful mm-hmm. task or tied to a job mm-hmm. or tied to anything like that. You know, you know, doing for her it could be as simple as you know we we go with the kids to the river. That's doing. You know what I mean? But that's a rest and that's a recharge for her. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, like an actual rest is like <laughs> I don't don't talk to me. I'm going over here. I'm going to stare at the paint drying on the wall, and it's going to be awesome. You know, <laughs> but yeah. that you know. So I think, yeah, yeah that's, that's funny cool. that you bring that up. You know, doing yeah. something to rest. But some people, it's like sleep till noon. That's yep. the rest. You know. That's the action. That's the doing of something. Is the doing of nothing. Mm. Mm, that'll preach. That's good. Okay, and then the last one here about rest itself. What we've kind of alluded to it, but what is maybe something just right off the bat that keeps you from resting, as far as just entering into that rest, whether it be on a Sabbath day in particular or just kind of throughout the week. Just all the stuff keeps me from resting. I mean. I um, I thrive and am most efficient in my life when I have um, each of the cylinders of the different things God has gifted me with firing. You know what I mean. So when I'm when I'm drawing plans and and and, and building a house, but my my primary focus is ministry stuff. But I have all of that going on. I'm the most alive and I'm the most efficient. But then the flip side of that is I'll let that overtake my my rest you know i'll get so much busy going on that i start doing ridiculous things you know as they say burning the candle at both both ends you know staying up late you know putting the putting the family to bed having family time but then staying up super late to get work done get task things done and then waking up super early to do meetings and get task work done and it just gets in the way of my rest when all of it could be done if i would just chill and you know not not let that overtake my my rest time, and that's why you know I said I struggle with the Sabbath thing. I'm not the best at actually planning and setting out time for rest and recharge. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the same thing. Just uh, for me, it's even just more like either laziness or just a lack of will. Like it's not gonna just naturally happen. So I have to like intentionally plan it out and like yeah. make it happen and want it to happen. And so. Uh, it's like a lot of these disciplines we talk about. Like, it's, it's not like I'm just going to wake up one morning and be like, yes, let's do this. And so <laughs> yeah. I think that's where like even the night before or days before, like having something preset and kind of really get, beginning to work on actually practicing these disciplines, I think has helped me as far as week to week. Yeah, for me, I think a need for control keeps me from resting and just feeling like if I don't blank, blank, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, This won't happen or this won't come together. I won't get this. Um, and I think it, where I have to land to rest is God, I trust you, you know, and I trust that I can't do more today than what he has for me. You know, like there's not better, there's not like getting a month ahead on what God's purpose is for me daily. Mm -hmm. You know, I can only do what's today. And then in the same way, when I take a Sabbath, I can I can trust God that the time I might feel like I'm wasting, quote unquote, is like I can trust him with it, whatever I feel like I need to do more of, you know, versus me feeling like I'm in control or like I'm the one causing everything in my life. Yeah. Mine is my mind, my mind running, even if I'm being still or at the house with the kids, 
remember this growing up, you know, I talked to my dad and my dad was physically there, but sometimes he wouldn't be paying attention. And I remember thinking how much that bothered me and I wouldn't be doing the same thing. And now here I am, that same thing where I'm with my kids and I'm present, but I'm not necessarily mentally or even relationally focusing on them or present. And um, I need to control that and, and allow myself to be still and to be fully uh, present and, and rest and um, not worry about yesterday or tomorrow, but just be. So I would say my mind is what keeps me from resting the most. Something that I feel like we've touched on every week throughout this, this series is that it looks different for every person as far as whether it's with prayer or the scripture memory or Sabbaths included. But maybe for, and this is for all of y'all, for someone that's maybe just wanting to start their very first Sabbath for the first time, what would be maybe some tips or maybe just some practical kind of first steps that they could experience kind of the rest that comes from that? I would say be still. We've talked about this verse many times and I think it's Psalms 46, be still and know that I'm God and recognize all that he's done for you. Recognize how present he is and recognize how badly he wants to be in relationship with you. I would say do something that recharges you. Find something that you enjoy and recognize that God put that in your heart and uh, do it and allow yourself to unplug from the very thing that you usually do during the week. So if you're Sabbathing on a, on a Saturday, make sure that you're not doing anything that you usually do Monday through Friday for work. So, you know, that's what Sabbath truly means is refraining from work. But then God clearly says that it's not only all work, it's just, you know, anyway. So I would say that that's a good starting place. Mm. Yeah, I think figuring out what is work and like for me personally, for each of us personally, and not doing that, like you said. And I think I always have to start with time in the word to retune, recharge. Otherwise, I'll take a rest, but not be not rest for my soul, just a break from work, you know, which there's really so much that God has in Sabbath, you know, that's more than just a pause from work, which is nice, but he just has like deep spiritual rest in store. And then I went to Trader Joe's and I drove all the way to Austin and went and really like I say that because that might not feel like rest in like a grocery shopping, got a, you know, but it was like some of the best hours I've spent in the drive there, the grocery shopping and the drive home. It really, after spending time with God, it totally recharged me and made me just happy, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. not like a spiritual, I guess, joyful, uh, (laughs) Trader Joe's is in a spiritual place, you know, but I enjoy it. And after receiving from God and then getting to go enjoy, I can just really feel that rest for my soul. I think finding what you enjoy and, and taking, uh, taking the little time out to let the joy of the Lord really permeate your your psychology as well as your practical circumstance. And that way you can actually live in that strength, the strength of the joy of the Lord. You know, Scripture tells us the joy mm-hmm. of the Lord is our strength. And, um, you know, I think of last week, if you don't, last week I had a little moment of, of being able to take that in and recharge 
Um, I don't remember what day it was, but the kids had kind of been everywhere, running all over the place, doing this and that. And my 14-year-old just got a job. And when, you know, everybody's doing all this stuff, and it was the end of school and all of that. And we finally got everybody back to the house, and everybody was just sitting around in our, in our living room, and we were doing nothing spectacular whatsoever, you know, uh, eating sausage wraps or something ridiculous, you know, <laughs> watching a stupid television show. And, uh, you know, I just had the opportunity to sit and take joy in the reality of what God had given mm-hmm. and um, how wonderful all of that is. Mm-hmm. And um, finding the joy of the Lord in your life, um, whatever the case may be, is... Uh, in my opinion, what a, what a true rest and recharge is, what a true Sabbath is, you know. For you know, I, you know, I grew up in Redneck, Northeast Texas, and you know, for some people, the joy of the Lord is doing ridiculous stuff, driving around, and you know, going mudding or doing something silly, or you know, yeah, that's right, you know, digging digging out digging out the pond or something, or you know, just doing something that's actually labor yeah. and work, but yeah. but finding joy. And, and being able to enjoy what the Lord has put inside of your heart and in, in your circumstance and given to you. Now I'm rambling about joy. But. That's good. Hey, on my way uh, yesterday, we were going from point A to point B, and there was all these uh, students. I won't mention who they are, but they were uh, riding their dirt bikes and bicycles through you know the water crossings and jumping into the overflow and, you know... To your point, those kids were having a blast. They were being recharged, and I think we forget to do things like that. Not yeah. that that is totally safe, it's to do something that's totally safe, you know. But uh, it's not safe, Jose. It's not safe, um, but it's fun. <laughs> it and is, I think that is. there's something there where we need to do things that are fun, um, and God's put those things in our heart. Yeah, I'd say for me, for someone who's trying to this for the first time, I think what was super helpful to me was setting aside time. I think I mentioned that earlier, but even if it was like a morning or just a few hours and and God's not keeping score as far as no. um, every week kind of deal. But I think just for my own sake, I knew that I wouldn't get around. If I just was like, oh, if work's kind of slow this week, then I might get to it because that, that just would never happen for me. Mm, and, yeah. so, uh, and so instead just saying, okay, I'm going to kind of orient my week around this, whether it's a, again, just an hour or two at night or a whole day, like something like that. I think, and I think as I experienced it, the more I wanted it and looked forward to that day in ways that I didn't before. So I think at first it's, you know, we're always focused with all these disciplines about, okay, what are we taking out? But I think it's when you start to really think about the reasons that God gave us this, like God gave the Sabbath for us and not the other way around. And so I think, uh, just even starting out with this a window of time uh, to work with, I think would be a big, big help. Yeah. Well, um, as far as um, all of this Sabbath business goes, Jose, why don't you give us kind of a a wrap up? What is your What is your one exhortation to us all? What's the only one? What's right, the thing? What's 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 the Give us the spill. You know what I mean? What What do we need to do? God is in control yeah so we just gotta chill and recognize that he's got it especially now so many questions god's got it he's in control that's what sabbath is all about remember that all right hey thanks everybody for listening to the conversations podcast if you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast you can email us conversations 
at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.